Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does your morning sound like? Uh, Goodbye, baby. She's finally asleep. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. Can I get a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? Mm. Here's to making your morning routine a little better with a delicious breakfast from McDonald's. Mix and match two of your favorites for just $4. The Sausage McMuffin with Egg and the Sausage Egg and Cheese McGriddles. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Good afternoon. This is a big effing deal. What you call an icon living? Start a record label, Miss Fish just did it. Nylon, couple five minutes. Whoa, we up too hot in the business. About to make a movie independent. Need new trucks independent. I need you to listen to the vision. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and Fan Rag Sports. And I'm joined by Draft Dudes listeners. And this is a big effing deal. Co-host Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting with NDT Scouting, also with Fan Rag Sports. We are your hosts here on a hump day, Wednesday edition of the show. We're going to talk about the Shrine game that is on the horizon as the all-star circuit of the draft season gets into full swing here very soon. Kyle, welcome. I'll tell you what, I'm I'm ready to sit down and uh, talk about how many plays I made up with Derek Carr this morning. Uh, that's outstanding. I'm to thank you, man. It feels big good to be a big effing deal. I'm just promising. Wakes up every day and pisses excellence. We need we need to move on, Kyle. We are getting close to the NFL draft, and uh, as a matter of fact, we're exactly 105 days away from the 2018 NFL draft. And our number today is 105, which is the record for the most seasons with 105 pass receptions, which is five. Excuse me, I kind of said that funky. The record for most seasons with 105 or more pass receptions done by undrafted wide receiver Wes Welker of, well, I guess he was undrafted and went to the Chargers initially, but uh, known for his days with the Patriots, all five foot nine, 185 pounds of him, 903 career receptions, 
9,924 yards and uh, uh, later, he has the record for the most seasons with more than 105 receptions. Wait, can, can you give me 9, his yardage number 924 one more time? total career yards. Oh, that's that's such a buzzkill. <laughs> he he needed to get that five figures. I'll tell you what, but Wes, you know, being a Dolphins fan, I got to experience like the early blossoming years of Wes, where like he was fun, but he wasn't like this absolute stud, and um, still really bitter about the poison pill the Patriots put into his contract as a restricted free agent. By the way, but. Um, Wes is a nice testament for what technique can still get you if you have a couple other things. One of those things being uh, mental toughness. Wes will always stand out for me as that guy in the middle of the field that was fearless. There were a couple times he got his head damn near taken off his shoulders, but not one of those times afterwards did he change the way he played. And he was such a technical route runner. He had nice hands. Um, it's it's fun to see a guy like that really make the most of the opportunity. It's like the quote-unquote American dream in the NFL, right? Undrafted free agent, you get a shot, you make the most of it, you move your way up, then somebody wants you and they covet you, and lo and behold, uh, you're a Pro Bowl player and you almost put up 10,000 yards from, from scrimmage and through the course of your NFL career and you, you set a record for most seasons with 105 receptions or more uh, really impressive career from a guy that you know, had to fight scratch Kyle, and ball for everything he ever traded got. for a second and seventh round pick from the dolphins to the Patriots. Um, fact or fiction, Wes Welker is a hall of fame wide receiver. Ah, uh, man. I look at some of the names that aren't in yet and I don't think you can put Wes above uh, the Tara Lowens is and, Tory Holtz and Isaac Bruce's and um, there, there is a lot of guys who have done a lot of great work in the NFL. And I, I think there's just receiver feels like a position that there's such a big log jam that I don't see Wes getting in, in the immediate future, maybe down the line, but um, that, that's a hard Five-time buy for pro me, bowler. to be honest with you. Um, you know, just shy of, 10,000 yards, just shy of 1,000 receptions, you know, heroic moments in, in the postseason, Super Bowls, all the, all the stuff. But I agree with you. Sometimes if you have to think about it, um, it's usually a good indicator that uh, he at least has to wait because I don't like watering down the Hall of Fame with the Hall of Very Good type players. So um, certainly has a legacy that's very outstanding, but I lean no on that as well. Yeah, so let's uh, let's raise our glasses here on Draft Dudes and pour one out for Wes Welker's immediate hopes for a Hall of Fame berth. Uh, what a beautiful segue that is into Pour One Out, which is our weekly hump day segment here on the Dudes. And something that we talked about over the weekend that prompted me to, to put out a tweet to all of our followers and listeners, Joe, was talking about bad jersey purchases and what people's worst NFL jersey experiences are. 
This is always an interesting dynamic because there's some people that think that grown men should not be wearing another man's shirt. And it's just like the worst thing you can do to own a jersey to begin with. And then there's folks that like the poor sap. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but somebody just got traded like, oh, it was it was, uh, well, was he, it Sammy I think Watkins, he, Joe? Yeah, well, Sammy Watkins. He he. He bought the same Watkins jersey, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And yes, yeah. So this went viral in the 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 summertime where somebody bought uh, a Sammy Watkins jersey, and within twenty or thirty minutes, I think it was Sammy Watkins. Within twenty or thirty minutes, this guy uh, had the breaking news come through that the Bills had just traded Sammy Watkins to the Rams. And it's kind of the quintessential case of like, this is why you don't make these purchases while guys are still in their playing careers. Like if you want to get a Hall of Flamer or something like that, hey, great. But if you're going to go out and buy a jersey of a guy that tomorrow could play his last snap, uh, it makes for some, some heartbreak. So we crowdsourced for some answers for people's worst. So we can pour one out for you today on the show. But before we do, Joe, I need to hear your worst NFL uh, well, jersey I guess experience. I don't really have any good <laughs> NFL jersey experiences. I, I was racking you know, my brain here for all the jerseys that I've ever purchased, which has been zero in a long time. But uh, I went through that stage in like high school, uh, you know, I guess like 14 to 19 where I was really into jerseys. And the only player that I ever purchased their jersey and they like continued to stick with my team was Aaron Schobel. I, I bought his jersey and he retired a bill and that was my success story. Now, that's not what we're talking about today. The success stories are gone. The one that stings the most, the one that really stands out to me is uh, I bought a C.J. Spiller jersey, Buffalo Bills. Now, there's so many things that make that my worst jersey purchase. First, um, the year after I purchased the jersey, the Buffalo Bills switched uniforms, which was a tremendous switch for what they have uh, versus those those things were bad. So you didn't like the CFL bad, bad jerseys, but I still bought a friggin' CJ Spiller one. So not only did they switch jerseys, completely stylistically different, but he changed numbers. So now I have a CJ Spiller jersey that's not even the right style or the right number. Now. That in and of itself is pretty bad, but if you were to do a Twitter search of my Twitter handle and C.J. Spiller's name, you will see what I think about C.J. Spiller as a football player. Um, disgusting traits. He's a really fast guy who can run really fast in a straight line, but any nuance to running the football or any <laughs> anytime he has to deal with contact, he is just as bad as you will ever see. Absolutely disgusting traits when it comes to being a runner with the football. And uh, so those three things combined, my my hatred, my disdain for C.J. Spiller as a football player, combined with it being the wrong jersey, combined with it being the wrong number within a year, makes C.J. Spiller, Buffalo Bills, my worst jersey experience. Why don't you tell us what you really feel about C.J. Spiller? Just, yeah. That is a scalding review. That's um, that's harsh. Uh, my personal worst jersey experience was when I was given for my birthday, which is the middle of April, a Ricky Williams Miami Dolphins jersey. 
and he was coming off of uh, two seasons where he rushed for a combined like 3,600 yards. He led the NFL with Miami one year, to like 1,800 rushing yards, and uh, was the heartbeat of the team. And two months later, Ricky retired to go sit at home and get his head right. Um, and that one stung a little bit because that was like, well, I can never wear this out in the light day. Now, thankfully, um, Ricky was able to redeem himself quite a bit with uh, his contributions, not just to the Dolphins, but like in general to come back and play and uh, kind of change the perception about him. And he was a terrific teammate. And I did get the chance to wear that jersey out a couple times. But for me to get like my absolute favorite player and be totally stoked about it, and then he retires at like the prime age of like 26 or whatever he was, was a total buzzkill. And Kyle Madsen on Twitter, Kyle A. Madsen can relate to me because he mm. bought a Chris Borland jersey mm. after his rookie year with the 49ers. That's killer. Yeah, that's that's a hard pill to swallow. Um, Dan bought a Johnny Manziel Cleveland Browns jersey. Uh, Luke Easterling bought a creamsicle Mike Williams, wide receiver Mike Williams. Uh, not the one that just came out, the one that was with the Bucks. He had signed a six-year extension with Tampa, uh, went on IR halfway through the next season, and uh, then was the traded to the there, Bills for a sixth-round pick. I love them. So there's the, the silver lining there. Oh, absolutely. I think the cream skills are great. Uh, Shane Hallam got a um, Troy Edwards Steelers jersey. Um, he made his parents buy it for him, and uh, it was right when he got into the NFL. Uh, somebody told me they bought a Josh Whoa. Huff jersey, which I just was, I question making all around. Like you had to get that custom made. <laughs> maybe they – I was going to say maybe they customized it. Uh, somebody oh. bought a Justin Harrell jersey Why? for the Packers when they went in the first. Um, oh, man. Mr. Handicapper uh, at Jibber Jabberin has has a pretty ugly list here. Uh, Manziel, Justin Gilbert, yeah, Blaine Gabbert, and Mo bad. Claiborne. Those are yeah, like 100 bucks yeah, I mean, a pop He's over right four. You know what I mean? Like- <laughs> um, uh, somebody went out and got Taylor Mays jersey. Um, Mike Bainbridge has a bad list, too. Charles Rogers, oh, Mike Williams, and Ernie Sims right there. for the Lions. And, of course, Dolphins on Scout got a <laughs> Dolphins Dante Culpepper. Oh, man. So what have we learned, people? Only so. by jerseys of retired players whose legacies are already written with your respective team. Don't be that guy. So everybody raise your glass. We're going to pour one out for jersey purchases. Um, it's not something that usually ends well. Let's keep that in mind. Please be smart. Don't buy a rookie. Do not buy a rookie. I'll say it one more time. Do not buy a rookie jersey. So many ways it can go wrong. Kyle, do you have a success story pour with one jerseys? Like one that worked out? Like, you know what? Hey, I got that, and that's not bad. Like a Dan Marino. Um, do you have a Dan Marino jersey or something? Yeah, so I got a – first of all, I do want to give a shout-out to the Chad Henney jersey that I have as well. Uh, the reason why I have a Chad Henney is I went to high school with Chad. He was a senior when I was a freshman. We Played on the football team, so and then he gets picked by the Dolphins in the second round. That was a pretty cool experience of mine. That that did not end well, uh, but at least I can say I supported Chad. I got a Dan Marino jersey when I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame to see him get inducted with Steve Young. 
I was at that induction ceremony. Very cool experience. One of my favorite football memories of my entire life. I do not wear it. Hell no. Um, But this story gets better because a couple years later, uh, my hometown had opened a Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza, which if you're not familiar with, is originally from the Pittsburgh area. And Dan Marino is an investor in. And Dan actually came to, for the opening party, the Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza in our hometown. And I got Dan to sign his own Hall of Fame white Dolphins jersey at Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza. So it is a signed in person, got the picture, got to shake his hand, signed Dan Marino Hall of Fame Dolphins jersey that I got from Canton. So that, that, that is, is my successful a slam jersey dunk story. successful jersey store there, Kyle. He's got Does a great that, last I mean, do you think too. about it every time that you see my name? Like how cool that is or no? Every That's day. my in here. That's my in with every damn guy, day. Right? My last name? Absolutely. Joe, let's talk about the Shrine game, shall we? You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Okay, so the Shrine Game uh, festivities start next week. It's hard to believe. But the Shrine Game rosters are set. Uh, If you're not familiar, the East-West Shrine Game, I believe this is the 90th year that they're doing it. It takes place in St. Pete, Florida. They play at Tropicana Stadium where the Tampa Bay Rays play baseball is where they play the actual game. I had the chance to go down in 2014. Wonderful event. You know, there, there was some nice talent in that group. Jimmy Garoppolo was at the East-West Shrine game that year. So I got a chance to see Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, he was a player that caused a lot of buzz, a lot of positive buzz. People loved him. People loved uh, Pierre Desir. Those were the two favorites of people that were there at the game. Uh, I personally like Cassius Marsh. I thought he stood out really well. He got hurt halfway through the week. But anyway, the, the Shrine game is kind of a different animal than the Senior Bowl because it's a little more small profile. So they actually have the practices and let you stand on the field as a credentialed individual for the practices. So you can stand like shoulder to shoulder with players as they're waiting to go through their drills. So it's a, it's a wonderful exposure with the players. And a lot of these guys are lower profile prospects or smaller school players that just, they just love the spotlight. They love that they have the attention on them and they're very gracious for it the entire time. So it's a great experience. Highly recommend if you guys ever get a chance to go down to the Shrine game, do it at least once because it's well worth your time. But Joe, what you and I are going to do here today is look at these Shrine game rosters, look at the players that are there and pick a couple names. I believe we each have three of guys who have the potential to generate some positive buzz. And I'd like to kick it to Tom, you. I'm going to get it started here, here with Virginia Tech cornerback Greg Stroman he's six foot two 197 pounds um for obviously he's a senior but uh, his he's been played in 50 games so he's got a ton of experiences under his belt in you know Bud Foster defense which uh has a lot of pro concepts and in different uh different looks right a lot of man a lot of zone a lot of different variety that really uh will serve him well as he uh prepares for the next level um good football player got a chance to see virginia tech twice this year and um really came away impressed with his ability to 
compete at the catch point and his ability to layer his coverage in zone and, and really challenge routes in man coverage, carry them into space alone and, and hold his own. Um, statistically, a really outstanding season in coverage. He was targeted 41 times. He gave up nine receptions and he intercepted four passes. Uh, he His passer rating against him was 20.9 when he was challenging coverage, this is a guy that really held his own and it really stands out when you watch them, uh, them on film. And, and, you know, I think when, when we look at cornerbacks in today's NFL, I think the size and length aspect is something that is still very appealing. And, and I think that Stroman gives you that he's willing to tackle and he's got really outstanding ball skills. And so if you think about teams that run a lot of cover three guys that really like length, like ball skills, like that, that, uh, awareness and zone coverage, you know, Greg Stroman's going to be a guy that, um, That'll be very appealing and a guy that I think will do well for himself next week in uh, Tampa. Yeah, if you want to talk about guys that offer something in coverage, I got a linebacker for you. That's uh, Tigray Scales from Indiana. Reminds me somewhat of Hassan Reddick uh, from Temple last year. Now, I don't think he has that draft profile. I do think he is going to be a riser throughout the process. This is a really fluid football player, I think is one good way to put it. Now, he doesn't have great length. He doesn't have the opportunity to to get off of blocks if he's forced to lock horns with guys head up. But scales, if you put him in space and let him pursue and let him flow and you ask him to play inside of 10, 15 yards in zone coverage and you ask him to diagnose plays between the tackles and, and scrape over the top and, and shoot into gaps and be a blitzer, he accomplishes all those things really well. And I think an opportunity here at the Shrine Game for Scales, who's an undersized player, and that's why he's really not getting buzzed about at all, uh, to showcase that athleticism can be a nice launch point for him throughout the postseason circuits and, and, and get some positive momentum and traction going around his name. Because this guy's going to go through the drills and he's going to look like a star. Like he, he has all the movement skills you would possibly want from a Mike linebacker. The question is, can you trust him to play in the middle to get off of blocks? So if you have an off, a defensive line that can protect him and pro- keep him from facing a lot of head-up situations, scales can be a very valuable three-down option for your defense. So that's my first name, one that stands out to me. And he's a fun football player. I would love to see people Kyle, start you know talking who's about not more, undersized? and that could potentially happen starting Chad next Thomas, week. Chad Thomas, Miami defensive end. He's 6'6", 275 pounds. And uh, he he's really developed throughout his career. He's a three year starter for the Hurricanes, and um, uh, you, if you followed his career, you can see just that growth year by year, knowing how to use that length, know how to uh, really use his hands to disengage and, and really become a really solid um, run stop for a guy that can set the edge and squeeze gaps, but also get off blocks and really threaten. Uh, as a pass rusher, you know, he might have some ability to play two gaps as a five technique, but, you know, his blend of, of length, power, and enough athleticism, you know, really is is appealing. And, you know, we talk about guys with tools and traits, man. I think uh, Chad Thomas is a guy that has a lot of that in his, uh, in his arsenal. Uh, and, uh, you know, you think about Shrine game and All-Star games and the one-on-one matchups and, and the guys that win in those in those battles, you know, if he if he's able to really showcase that, that length and that, that hand technique and that power, you know, he's going to really shine. And, and I think that he'll make uh, make a good name for himself next week uh, in Tampa. So keep an eye on Chad Thomas, defensive end, in Miami. The next guy I want to talk about is Memphis quarterback Riley Ferguson, who 
a lot of people thought would be in contention for a senior bowl slot. And that kind of came down to Baker Mayfield saying, yes, uh, the senior bowl getting Josh Allen through with his graduation so that, that he's able to be eligible to attend the event. Um, Ferguson has big time numbers at Memphis. I was originally a Tennessee kid uh, transferred to, to Memphis was done really well for himself. When you watch him on tape, he's got a live arm. He makes some mistakes reading coverage, but I think you're going to see him in an all-star event have the size that you want and look for from a potential NFL quarterback. And you're going to see him throw the ball and see that he's got a live arm. And you're going to see some of the, the arm talent and touch that he does have. It's not consistent, but he's not going to have to worry about pressure. And I think he's probably the best quarterback prospect at this event. So without him having to worry about pressure and guys in his face and getting hit, it's very laid back, relaxed atmosphere. Uh, you're going to see some nice throws. He's going to flash off the, off the, uh, the, the field at you a little bit. And Ferguson is somebody who as a potential mid-round guy could really use a strong week since it doesn't look like he's going to get a senior bowl opportunity to kind of separate himself from the pack where there's a lot of guys that either come from spread offenses or, or, or players that have put up good production. So it's okay. You know, we know what these guys look like on paper. What do they look like on the field? And Ferguson's a, a gifted athlete. Kyle, and a live arm, one so I think he has Oklahoma a chance to really State. help himself. Offensive tackle, Zach Crabtree. He's 6'10", or 6'7", 3'10", excuse me. Uh, he's really a, a three-year starter, but started eight games as a, as a freshman. So um, a ton of experience, a ton of consecutive games played. And um, he's a guy that really pops whenever I've watched Zach, uh, watch Oklahoma State this year. He plays right tackle for them, and uh, you can see him really – showing good functional strength as a blocker. Um, he absorbs contact really well, knows how to use his hands and and, uh, and drop his hips and, and anchor, you know, despite a, a really long, tall frame. He's really thick in the lower half. But then and he's kind of able to get that all moving forward and create space as a run blocker. And um, I think he's got enough mobility to move his feet and slide and, and really do well for himself in one-on-ones where he's asked to, you know, defend all of the space, you know, in those one-on-one battles against these, these defensive ends and pass rushers in these types of uh, events where it's, you know, really a big advantage for the, uh, the pass rushers where Zach Crabtree, I think his length and his, his, uh, his enough mobility to slide his feet and, and mirror will uh, have some people buzzing. And I think they'll really like his tools. And, and that was, that was kind of the theme with the, with the last two guys that I had actually all three really toolsy guys that, uh, are, have a lot of experience and, and have shown good technique. And I think for all three of my guys and, and including Zach Crabtree, you know, that's really going to show up and, and uh, turn, maybe turn some heads and uh, improve their draft stock next week. Speaking of toolsy guys, uh, Brian Allen center for Michigan state, not the most toolsy guy, but if you look from a functional athleticism standpoint, uh, his ability to snap consistently and, and still establish some nice first contact. He's a really nice zone style center. Now I do think in some of the one-on-ones you're going to see Brian Allen get lined up across from a guy that outweighs him by probably 40 pounds and he's going to get some ground. He's, he, he's not super strong in the trunk, but you see a lot of times centers are, are able to get away with being quote unquote, the help player. Uh, the guy that, that is kind of chipping off 
the the one tech in, in front of his face. Uh, the guy that, that can pull and get out in front or climb the ladder in the run game and, and pick off linebackers and be athletic enough to, to pick them off. So I think from a movement perspective, if you're a guy that likes interior offensive linemen that can move and pull and stay in front of and frame defenders, Brian Allen's a guy that's going to draw your attention. I think you'll see him do much better in the team drills than you will in the individual periods when it's, you know, whether it's Oklahoma drill or whether that's, um, you know, one-on-one pass rush. Uh, I think you get him in a team drill environment. I think he's going to stand out for all the right reasons. So another underrated football player. And it seems like there's a lot of talent in this year's draft. Um, a lot of talent coming to the Shrine game. But, Joe, last parting thought from you. We did happen to notice that there's somebody missing from this Very Shrine exciting. game roster right now. Hopefully. Mr. Jamarco Jones, offensive tackle, Ohio State. We were preparing for this podcast over the last couple of days. And uh, Kyle researched these rosters on, on January 8th. And Jamarco Jones' name was on it. I looked at it on January 9th, and his name is not on it. So our fingers are crossed that uh, Jamarco Jones got the call up to Mobile and we'll see him. It's happening. In your bowl. Is that a, that a, just a prophecy there? Did the Lord speak to you or it's just uh, you a lot of confidence in that? (laughs) I have a lot of confidence, which you know means it's totally not going to happen, but that's all right. That's all right. Uh, Yes. He's a very good football player. So whether he's at senior bowl, shrine game, Wherever, if he's if he doesn't show up anywhere, turn on the film, watch more film. You'll like what you see, I promise. Joe, I think that's going to do it for us today here on the Dudes. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for carving some time out of your day and listening. We're really excited to get on the road here in the next two weeks. Uh, drive down—that's a long drive, but we're driving, driving down to Mobile, Alabama, for the Senior Bowl in about ten days. So that is right on the horizon. We promise we will be on the the front lines giving you guys everything you need to know about these NFL draft prospects. So make sure you follow along with us. Hit that subscribe button. Joe, I don't know if you saw this, but we got a couple of reviews on iTunes. Yep. And so, so uh, thank you for the five-star review, even though you you stopped my heart for their, for a beat there thinking you gave us a four. Um, We love the five-star reviews. We love your feedback in general. So if you would like to reach us and, and tell us what you think of the podcast, you can do so. Uh, Joe is on Twitter at the Joe Marino. I'm on Twitter at NDT scouting. You can follow along with all of our latest articles at NDT scouting LLC or visit the website. You know, we, we've started kind of plugging away on this NDT premium uh, 2018 round. You're going to be able to get both of our draft guides for 20 bucks. You can register on the site. And when those are released, you will be able to access those download codes right there on the website, download them instantly, have them, read them, cherish them, love them just as much as we do while we make them. So that's something for you guys to think about in the coming week or two. And uh, we've got until April to get you guys on board. We certainly hope we do. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Kyle Krabs signing off with Joe Marino. This is the Draft Dudes Podcast. We'll catch up with you all on Friday.
Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.